Welcome back to Beyond Strength and Endurance Podcast. I'm the head coach of BSE, Kyle Holman. Uh, getting back to it with another training episode here. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the whiteboard. Uh, I'm kind of an old school uh, guy. I've been doing CrossFit since 07, and man, the whiteboard was a thing um, of putting your weights and scores up there and everything and seeing everybody that you know went through the class and what they did and all that. Um, you know, whether you use today, I mean, some people use it digitally, right? Like Wattify, Push Press, Tribe, um, whatever. Um, but it's still, you know, it's basically a collective area where, you know, you're seeing who was there and, and what weights or what scores they hit. It should be all positivity, right? I mean, this should be a way that, um, I mean, CrossFit is all about uh, finding our own uh, limitations, finding our own things that are going to push us to the stimulus and and to our goals and things. And so, you know, that means there's, uh, that's what it's built for, that there are varying different abilities and strength and fitness. And we're all just trying to push ourselves uh, to the best of our ability um, and using what is appropriate to us and kind of seeing how we uh, match up on that. But uh, a lot of positive things can become negative. And, um, you know, sometimes the whiteboard can not only become a, uh, a negative mental thing, but also start to really uh, affect your progress um, and even cause you to decrease if you're letting it get to you. So using a quick example, um, I think analogies are always good just to kind of, you know, kind of drive the point home or whatnot. But uh, this is a, a story that was on ESPN. Um, you know, the question is kind of posed, like, can exercise ever be bad? Um, and, and people have different initial reactions, but a lot of people are like, well, no, I mean, it's, you know, you're exercising, it's how can that be bad? But Story on ESPN, uh, gosh, it's probably been a decade ago now, but uh, there's a guy that, um, you know, kind of wasn't doing much, but really wanted to challenge himself. So he, you know, kind of started running and, and biking and swimming. And then uh, that kind of led him to do some kind of sprint triathlons or uh, half triathlons and stuff like that. And really it just started out as, you know, a good thing, right? He's trying to get in shape, be healthy, um, be a better um, you know, husband and, and parent. He had a son. Um, then this kind of, you know, fire got lit, right? Like now he's starting to see improvement and, and so he's, you know, wanting to train more and do more and, and challenge himself more. And so then he got into full triathlons and, um, then he got into Ironmans and then, you know, he really just talked about at this point, it, it became just this overwhelming thing that kind of ran his life that it was always trying to what what's the next thing what is the next hardest thing that I can do so from Ironmans it moved to like how many Ironmans you can do in a year and then that wasn't enough and so (laughs) this is crazy it's a true story but he he ends up coming up with this like the ultimate Ironman I suppose the craziest thing I've ever heard of where he swims the English Channel um, I can't remember the biking miles, but it, I mean, it was something just insane, uh, amount of miles, I think across Europe and then climbed Mount Everest. And you can imagine the training that goes into that, that not only the time, but, um, mentally and all that stuff. And he just talked about, he was spending more and more time away from his family. And, uh, cause he, I think it took him three attempts to finally get across the English channel. And, um, I mean, this is over years that he finally completed this kind of trifecta, of, of swimming the English Channel and biking across Europe and climbing Mount Everest. And crazy thing is he talks about when he got to the very top of Mount Everest, you know, after all this work, all this effort, this insane thing that he had just accomplished, you know, he thought this would be the pinnacle, right? Like 
this sense of accomplishment that would have to come along with completing something as insane as this is. But he gets to the top of Mount Everest and he's looking at a picture of his son. And he's just like, man, I've just missed the last two years of my son. I spent so much time training away from him, away from my wife, you know, basically expecting this huge sense of accomplishment. But instead it was like, you know, for what? This was all a selfish endeavor. And yes, it's an amazing accomplishment, but it kind of became a a very negative thing and put things in perspective for him that he accomplished this. But then what? What is... What is all this time that he missed with his son and his wife that he can never get back now? So to kind of bring that back in perspective, you know, asking the question, can exercise be bad? When it gets taken to that level of obsession and stuff, then, you know, it can be. Um, But to bring it back to the whiteboard, I see too many times where people let that whiteboard just dictate so many things that they're doing. It, It becomes this mental negativity thing that they're, you know, seeing other people beat them or something and that makes them, you know, feel down themselves or, I mean, I've even had it too. And honestly, it, it, um, it gets frustrating for me because I'll, you know, take a class and, you know, I'll walk up to someone like, Hey man, wow, you really pushed it today. You know, you got me on that workout and they're like, well, but I did it scaled and you did it RX plus. Well, that's the whole point of CrossFit, right? Like it's not only the elite level CrossFit game scores that counts. It's not the people who do RX plus or RX. That's the only scores that count. No, everybody's score counts. Everybody is here to push themselves and, and pick what is going to challenge them to get to the stimulus. And it's, and it is you versus you and you progressing, but we are all trying to pick the weights and the levels of, you know, the skills, the pull-ups or whatever that we can do that's going to hit the stimulus. And, and to me now it's, it's even, right? Like if, you know, to use another example, if, I don't know, let's say we worked up to a one rep max clean and then we were taking 70% of that and doing 30 reps for time. Well, if I get a higher max, then yes, I'm using a heavier weight when it comes to those 30 cleans, but that is, it's, it's my 70% versus your 70%. And that's the beauty of CrossFit. We're trying to pick the level that are appropriate for us and push it hard. And that's that, friendly competition that comes into play. It doesn't matter what weight is on the bar or what level you're using. We're trying to pick what is appropriate for us and, and compete um, in, a, in a positive manner. And so if you let that whiteboard, those scores and you, those weights and times and, and things get to you so much, now you're either A, uh, scaling too much because you're trying to get some super fast time, or B, you're trying to push the weight you know, too heavy of a weight because you're trying to hit that RX for the workout, but you're missing the point of what we're trying to do here. Every single movement in the workout, you should be picking the appropriate level for you per movement. So just because you have to scale one thing doesn't mean you have to scale the entire thing. Um, You know, sometimes, you know, while I use weights and skills, for example, because a lot of times you get somebody that maybe can do you know, some good body weight movements like pull-ups and toes to bar, but just can't push uh, a lot of weight yet. So because they have to scale the weight, let's say on deadlift, but they can do handstand push-ups really well, then they'll do the scaled version of the handstand push-ups just because. Well, no, you need to pick what is appropriate for you. 
So, I mean, man, if we had a workout that has three movements, you could technically be doing three different levels. Let's say you came from a strength training background. So maybe you're RX plusing the deadlift and then there's, you know, pull-ups and you haven't uh, mastered that or, or got a quite a bit of reps yet. So you have to um, scale that movement. And then maybe there's something like running where, you know, hey, I can run the 400 meter in the time I should. So you could technically be RX plusing one movement, RX in another movement and scaling another movement. And at the end of the day, does that mean because you scaled one movement that your score is technically a scaled score? Yes, it does. But that's how you're going to progress the fastest for yourself. When you don't let that whiteboard start to dictate decisions that are being made instead of keeping in mind that it is all about me versus me and me picking what is appropriate for each movement so that I can breathe and move and get the stimulus of the workout and you will progress inevitably faster with that. There are weights in between the levels. You know, if whatever RX on a deadlift is 225, 155 and the scaled is 185, 125, well, if you look at the men's weights, like between 185 and 225, there's a lot of weights you could use. You could use 190, 195, 200, 205, 210, 215, 220. You need to not be so hung up on what the levels are and pick what's appropriate for you. And look, that, that could mean also that even if I RX the workout, but one of the movements I RX plus, it's still an RX score, but people get so hung up on, well, I mean, yeah, my score is RX, but I went higher on this. So if this person beat, like you're, you're getting concerned with all the wrong things here. And that's where the whiteboard can become a negative thing, just like that example I use with exercise becoming a negative thing. So, you know, it's your journey. It, it is all about you versus you, you knowing what your strength levels are, what your abilities are, and yes, working hard to improve that strength and working hard to improve your fitness and improve your ability to do pull-ups and toes to bar and do more reps uh, unbroken and more reps and workouts and things like that. But you got to keep it in perspective that this is, it can all remain positive if you are using it as motivation, if you are truly picking, you know, what levels are appropriate for you. And yes, having that friendly competition where you're trying to beat somebody in, in the workout, that's all good and fine, but not, not if it's starting to make you make decisions based off what level you want to see put on the board or getting obsessed with your score to try to make it faster or better or whatever. So um, it's a journey, like I've always said, and you got to have patience. I mean, when I program and, and everything, I always tell people like, look, this is something that we should do for the betterment of ourselves, uh, for our strength and our fitness and our health and just our lives. And this is something that we should want to do, right, for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years. And so you have to understand that it is a long road and this is something you're going to consistently do. So I know everybody wants to hit this weight or get this movement immediately. And we put these time frames on ourselves that, well, I've worked hard for this long and I can't get it. So, well, but yeah, that's, there's been people that have worked for a lot of years to get a lot of things. So, hey, keep in perspective, um, always look at the workouts and pick what is going to challenge yourself to the best of your ability to hit the stimulus that is required and I promise you, you will progress much faster over time and limit those plateaus and uh, lack of motivation and stuff when you are constantly picking things to allow you to show up every day, you know, have a great attitude, stay positive about everything, have that friendly competition, but ultimately, you know, push yourself to your ability um, and see what you can get out of it.
I'll see you in the trenches.